Hello, and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, our special guest is pastor of the Encounter Charlotte in Charlotte, North Carolina, and author of the brand new book, Summoning the Demon, AI, Aliens, and the Antichrist, Bishop Alan DiDio. Our co-hosts today are Maricela Woodall and Mondo De La Vega. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside USA, here's your host, Ricky Baker. Hello and thank you for watching Jim Baker's PTL Television Network. We are excited that you chose to tune in with us today. And Pastor Jim Baker has a special message just for you. It's that he loves you Amen. and that God loves you. Yes. He really does. Yes. Mondo, we have seen the spirits of Pastor Jim Baker lifted and rise, <laughs> and he is looking like a new man. Listen, when I get around him the other day, we have been 26 years together, and I have never heard him laugh the way we yes. laughed the other night. Oh, I Here that. I am trying to trim his hair and trying to trim his beard, and all of a sudden he starts telling me funny stories. And I think we laugh straight. Five minutes straight, we just couldn't believe Amen. the thing. Yes. What I love about this man is that no matter what the crisis is in his body, in his mind, in the ministry, he learns to laugh. He learns That's to right. understand that when God has a plan for your life, he has it with people around you. Listen to me. This is what he said. I need you kids to be around me. You give me life. And that made me think. Who's around you yes. that can give you life? That's Who's right. around you that can make you laugh? Because laughter, listen, he never stops preaching at me. Amen. I said, will you stop preaching at me? Would you just? No, he says, you got to learn how to grow up. <laughs> That's right. You go over there to, to minister to him. That's how I feel. I go over there. I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm going to minister to him. I'm going to read the word to him. I'm going to pour into him. And it turns around that he is ministering to me the almost the entire time. <laughs> yeah. He is uh, pouring out. He is a vessel still very, very Amen. full. But he wanted us to make sure that you know how much that he loves you. And he's always saying, are you taking care of the partners? That's right. We're saying, yes, Amen. we are. We are taking care of the partners. And you know what? I was just talking to him just yesterday about a new platform we yes. have just added to our Exciting. PTL television network. And this encouraged him so much. Not only can you find us on Amazon, Roku, uh, Apple TV, that's but right. now you can find us on Free TV, which yes. is another streaming platform. Yes, that's right. It's a brand new streaming platform and the PTL network. So that means not just our Jim Baker show here, but the entire network has just launched on the free streaming as well. And so go there. We're going to put wow. it on the screen how you can find it. So we're always looking at ways. How do we continue to advance the kingdom? How do we grow in these times? Make it affordable for the ministry. Make it affordable for you. It's a free downloadable app that you can do download. That's the free TV streaming platform. The PTL network has just launched there. I also just want to say too, is all of our viewers, our faithful viewers who watch on, on the Impact Network, thank you to the Impact Network. Yeah. You have stood with us. <laughs> Truly the leadership at Impact has stood with us beyond anything that my mind could ever truly even imagine or think of. Amen. But you have been so faithful. And so every partners, all of you who watch through all the different avenues, all the platforms, we just want to say thank you for tuning in every day, for standing with Pastor Jim Mallory, our family, to help us. Together, we are continuing to preach the gospel in all the world. Amen. Amen. And that is the goal. Preaching the gospel is the most important thing. Yeah. And we understand that here at the PTL Television Network. This is true. 
truly a network of truth. It's the voice of the prophets. We are excited to bring you some of the most current and recent and best fresh words coming straight from the prophets. Like today, we have Bishop Alan DiDio. This is a formidable apostolic and prophetic leader. He's the dynamic force behind the Encounter Today YouTube channel, and he's embarked on a quest for truth, just like we are here at the PTL Television Network. He's also the pastor of The Encounter Charlotte in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the author of a brand new book we are going to announce today. But I want to say hello to Bishop Alan DiDio. (laughs) Bishop. It is such a blessing, such a pleasure to be with you guys here. And Pastor Jim and Lori, we want you to know that all of us are praying for you. We're standing in faith with you. Thank you for being an inspiration to us. And we're, we're going to continue carrying this standard. And we look forward to seeing you right back in that chair, declaring, Amen. thus saith the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. Bishop, I feel like at this point, it would be difficult for someone not to know who you are. But for those who are tuning in today and say, hey, who is Bishop <laughs> Alan DiDio? Can you give us a summary of where you are, the church you pastor, some of the things that you're doing right now? Well, I was a sinner. I've been saved by grace. Amen. I was a radical atheist and had a dramatic encounter that transformed my life and uh, traveled around the world working with the persecuted church around the world, smuggling Bibles into Muslim nations and working with the underground church in China and in other places. And we have made our power base, our home in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we believe that in these last days, we've got to train and equip end time believers for the next great awakening and to face the antichrist spirit uh, that is rampant in this earth today. And uh, that's our heart. That's our mission. So if anybody's excited about joining an end-time army, we want to be with you. We want to partner with you. We want to advance the kingdom with you. Amen. Praise God. And you truly are a leader of this end-times army. So we want to thank you for being bold, standing strong, and not giving any ground to the enemy. In fact, we are pushing back ground. But Mondo, every day we look at the news, we see that the enemy is doing everything that they possibly can to take ground from believers, to take ground from our freedoms here as Americans. Absolutely. Listen, we're going to be talking about probably to be one of the most exciting yet alarming subjects in this world today. Artificial intelligence is breaking ground in almost every platform. Yet the church hasn't understood what this means. What does that mean for the gospel? What does that mean for the church? What does it mean for Christian television? You have to stay tuned because today's program is going to be an eye-opening moment for you to understand more than ever where we are prophetically. But let me give you this one headline because I think it goes with the subject matter that we're going to be dealing today. The future of artificial intelligence. Five things to expect in the next 10 years. Mm. Ten years is not far away, guys. That's no, not. In that's ten right. years, everything's going to change. But what's going to happen between those ten years is what you need to be paying attention. Yeah. Number one, artificial intelligence will transform the scientific method. Mm. Artificial intelligence, number two, will become a pillar. Oh, that's a strong word. Wow. A pillar of foreign policy. Wow. Number wow. three. Artificial intelligence will enable next-generation consumer experiences. We're already feeling that already. Number four, addressing the climate crisis will require artificial intelligence. Number five, artificial intelligence will enable truly personalized medicine. Wow. Listen, what we are about to encounter today with this program is to let you understand the last 30 years, the experts, the brains behind artificial intelligence have moved rapidly to be able to change the trajectory to the daily life of the consumer, 
of people, of society, humanity, from medicine to economics. Just a few weeks ago, the World Economic Forum, the number one subject was artificial intelligence. How is it going to be put into place with politics and the policies that we're doing right now? Artificial intelligence is going to dictate how we exchange the monetary systems of the world. Yet the gospel, listen to me, the gospel has to be in the middle of every development because Daniel prophesied, Ricky, that knowledge will be increased. Not only in artificial, artificial intelligence, but prophetically, the knowledge will increase. And very few, Ricky, are getting an insight of what this means. That's right. And this is no longer conspiracy. This is happening right before our eyes. It used to be that if someone would talk like this, you would assume, oh, they're wearing a tinfoil hat. But no believer, tell me or trust me when I say this, that people will sell their freedom for convenience. Mm. People will sell their everyday freedom to what they think is a better and easier life. Now, Bishop, I have a question for you. You had mentioned that there would be war in 24. Now, can you tell us, has that prophetic word started to play out? Well, it's interesting. You know, when I when I first gave that word, it wasn't as obvious. It wasn't as apparent. This was months and months ago. And I was actually nervous about declaring this, that there would be a war on three fronts. Number one, there would be a currency war. Number two, there would be a cyber war. And number three, there would be a civil war. And I started to back off of that a little bit because I didn't want to be hyperbolic. I never want to be sensational about any of these things, but I really sensed that in my spirit. And the day I was about to head into an interview, I was about to kind of back away a little bit from it. There was a trailer released about a new movie coming out in 2024 called Civil War. And it's a movie about a civil war taking place within the United States. But we are at a very interesting moment and a very precarious moment in the United States and around the world Well, we're in a Matthew 24, 4 moment. If you want to know where we are prophetically, we're in Matthew 24, 4, where where Jesus said, let no man deceive you. For there's going to be many false Christs, number one, we can talk about that later. And then number two, there's going to be a lot of wars and rumors of wars. I don't think we could have imagined the significance of the phrase rumors of wars 30 years ago, 50 years ago. But now it seems like that's what's in all of the news today, these rumors of wars, what's really happening? What's taking place? What's happening in Russia? What's happening in Ukraine? What's happening in China? Are we being told the truth? There's all these rumors that are taking place. And right now we need believers to stand strong and firm on the foundation of the word of God and discern the times and the seasons that we're living in. So yeah, I think that word has more than come to pass and is coming to pass, but I think it's only just the beginning. Amen. Now, Bishop, do you feel like we're on the verge of a World War III? Well, I don't think there's any question about it um, if we're not already in one. Now, that may be shocking to many people, but we could be in a cold world war right now. And with the manipulation and the control of the media by many in positions of power, we don't really know exactly what's happening. But we could already be in the throes of the Third World War and not even know it. So we must remain vigilant. And we've got to band together. This is why when we see these attacks, like the attacks that have come against Pastor Jim and the attacks that are happening in many believers' lives who are watching this right now, I know you can sense the spiritual struggle that's taking place. Know that that's also happening around the world. It's bubbling over into the natural. And when you see it bubbling over into the natural, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we need to fix our gaze on the spiritual battle that we're in 
gather our weapons, sharpen them, ready our weapons, lock and load, because a Holy Ghost invasion is taking place. We are not, as our friend Mario Murillo says, the end times are not happening to us. We're happening to the end times, and it's time for us to rise up and take our place in this Esther moment. Yes, Amen. Lord. You know, this is important because listen to the words. Rumors of what? Wars. War. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of rumors with experts right now. How close are we to World War III? I don't think that people understand how close we are to, pre to the precipice of World War III. Mm -hmm. I can go down the line of headlines saying, we are close. We are there. We're almost there. The signs that are there. These are people that are experts in this field. Yet one military expert said, we are in the middle of the beginning of World War III, and yet we don't realize it. Amen. Culturally, we're at war. Religiously, we're at war. Financially. Too. Financially, we're at war. Everything that we're watching play out is a war. And right now, Texas is facing a decision that can transform this coming election. Mm -hmm. You guys right. have witnessed with us, and I was sitting with Dad watching the, the program, and, and he said, don't forget to tell the people that January 1st, you guys remember what he said? Yes. January 1st, what did he signal? Was the beginning of the end times. And that's what he said. I said, Dad, is that something that you want us to go and tell the partners? And he said, absolutely, because I believe it's true. So when Bishop says... We are in Matthew 24, 4. All you have to do, and you guys know this, you know this, this program, what we've done is we got the headlines on one side and we got the Bible on the other side. And let's look at what's happening through a biblical worldview to understand what the development of life is doing. But according to Scripture, what is the believer's voice going to do in the midst of this? We are at war. Just a few hours ago, I got off the phone with one of the most respected leaders on television right now, and he said, pray for me. I'm coming under attack. Yeah. Then another ministry yesterday, they were attacked and they were taken off from, from a major platform. That, listen, it's not that we're crying about it. No, it's just that it's important for the church to be in the middle of the warfare, in the middle of the cultural war, because without the church, there's no hope. The Bible says that I will build my church, Ricky. Yeah. That's right. And the gates of what? The gates of hell. They shall not. Amen. We need the church. They shall not prevail. That's right. And believer, I want to remind you that you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. The victory has already been won because the sacrifice that was the cross is still good and it will yeah. always be good for eternity. And you, Amante, you, you had mentioned something, and I really want to go out because we stand with this ministry. Mm -hmm. The End Times ministry was taken off of a very large streaming platform. They are demonetized. And I believe that it, as uh, believers right now, we are to stand with yeah. our brothers and sisters in Christ. So the End Times ministry with Dave Robin, go and support them. Yeah. Go and be with them. Pray for them. Support them financially. We need voices that are speaking the truth to continue to speak the truth. So go out and support them. Now, Bishop Allen, you had said something at the beginning of the program that really intrigued me. Uh, you had talked about smuggling Bibles, uh, you know, maybe something with an underground church. Do you think that America, we could uh, ever get to a point where we would have to be at the place of smuggling Bibles again? Well, it's interesting. We're already there because with the algorithms and the censorship that's taking place. By the way, can I just say how refreshing it is, how on top of the news you guys are here on this panel and how supportive you are of other ministries. It's extraordinarily unique. I want everybody watching this to know how unique this family is and how important it is uh, 
for, to have ministries like this who are willing to partner with and stand with other ministries and not just prop up their own their own agendas. It's really, really refreshing to see. But I just released a blog at EncounterNews.com talking about how to work around the algorithm, what words that you, if you say them, you could be flagged and then shadow banned and then ultimately potentially banned. And that's what we're facing right now. Now, here's the position that we cannot take as believers, uh, where generally the mindset is we're going to abandon ships. So if they're going to censor us on this platform, then we're just going to leave and go somewhere where they won't censor us. Well, I didn't have that luxury when I was smuggling Bibles into the Middle East. Well, they don't want Bibles here, so I'm just going to go somewhere where they will have Bibles. It's illegal to preach the gospel here, so I'm just going to go somewhere else. No, no, no. You figure out how to smuggle it in, especially if it's the crossroads of the world. When we're looking at platforms like YouTube, we can see that there's a lot a lot that's happening there to bring censorship, and they're kind of building right now. And I wish we could do another program sometime to talk about how the, all this censorship is is slowly creeping up on us. And they're they're in preparation now for the election and being able to censor people who are commenting on the election and other black swan current events. But we have to make sure that we are wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So we have to be wise, like the tribe of Dan was related to as a serpent, who's not going to back down. Even though when a horse is approaching into the pathway, Dan will bite at the horse's heels and take down the horse because he's so bold and he refuses to back down, but he's wise. And we need to operate in that wisdom. You know, there's a lot of people who have an Issacharian anointing where they can discern the times and the seasons, but most people don't understand that we need a Dan anointing to stand in difficult times and seasons. It is no good to be able to discern the season if you're going to conform to it, back away from it. We need a renewed boldness to stand. Now, as far as censorship of the Bible is concerned, we see a lot of things happening with uh, AI rewriting the Bible, China rewriting the Bible. We have to be prepared for this. How do we do that? Number one, know your Bible. Number two, have a real Bible, not just a digital one. Make sure you've got one that's got actual pages and paper and words on the page that cannot be altered. Make sure you get that in your home and you make it prominent with you. Carry it around with you, a real Bible. Can we, am I just the old fuddy-duddy? Can we make Bibles popular wow. again? We actually wow. carry it around. It's an evangelistic tool. Wow. Right. You can carry it around and people will ask you about it. Yeah. You know what's so funny about that? Mateo and I were in San Luis a few days ago. And before we left, we started packing and I grabbed my Bible. And he said, Dad, what are you doing? I said, I'll never go home without my Bible. But you have it on your phone. I said, no. I said, listen to me. There's nothing that can replace a physical book right. when it comes to the Word of God. I said, I don't go without it. I don't leave without it. It's in my book. I mean, it's in my book bag. It's in my car. I, I take it everywhere, Bishop. And I want to tell you something. We are living in a moment right now when you look at what's happening on TikTok and how these young people are rewriting Scripture. Yeah. People that have been hurt by the church, hurt people, hurt people. Do you know that? This is powerful because we are living in an age. Dad told me the other day, be careful when you deal with hurt people because they'll hurt you. They have hurt me for so long. They have tried to hurt this ministry. They are trying to hurt people that are trying to preach the gospel. That's, therefore, we have to understand how to move before they come at us. And, okay. you know, I want to say this. Go to EncounterToday.com, and I want you to read the article that you guys were mentioning, Ricky, how to outsmart the algorithm. Mm. It's probably one of the most insightful articles when it comes to understanding how do we preach the gospel on this 
secular platforms. That's right. We have been flagged, Ricky. You, I, I, again, I'm trying to understand all this Many flagging times. and all that, you know, but understand that if our ministry depends on that kind of platform, then how do we preach? That's right. How do we get around it? Well, we just do what we did. We just kept creating accounts and kept preaching the gospel. That's all we can do because we are not going to be censored. Uh, I believe we all stand with the firm belief that we will, until our last dying breath, preach the gospel Amen. because that is what the Lord has called us to do. And it's what we will continue to do. And I love what you said because we need physical Bibles. We need to have a physical Bible in your home. And if you have one, get two. If you have two, I prompt you to get three because this is the greatest gift you could possibly give to anybody. Yeah. And I want to tell you, believer, if you are not firmly rooted as uh, on this as your foundation, then you have a weak foundation. You need to believe everything this says, and if it agrees with it, you need to agree with it. If it does not agree with it, then you need to reject it. This book calls Sin, Sin, and that's what we as believers in this time need to do as well. It is not a time to mince our words in the end times. We must know what we know, and we must know the Word of God. Amen. And Bishop, the Word of God tells us that we are to stand with our sister nation, Israel. Now, Israel has been at war since October 7th, 2023. Can you tell us how prophetic this event was? Yeah, it's it's vitally important. And there seems to be this odd attack uh, against people who stand with Israel. Just because we stand with Israel doesn't mean we agree with everything that the Knesset does or the government does. They have corrupt politicians just like we do. When you're pro-Israel as a believer, all that means is you stand for their right to exist and you desire for them to prosper as they obey God. It's vitally important. And God says, I will bless those who bless Israel, and I will curse those who curse Israel. Now, as we, as we move into these last days, we saw one of the most horrendous attacks within a generation, not since the Yom Kippur War have we seen something like what we saw on October the 7th. Why is that happening? Natural wars are the result of spiritual ones. They start first in the spirit. They bubble over. Someone once said that if you see a riot, that's an indication of a missed revival because these things bubble over in the natural when they happen first in the spirit. So when we see an attack like this against the nation of Israel, what, are the, what that is indicating to us is that the Antichrist spirit is creeping forward and getting more power. And you saw with this, now it, it boggles the imagination, the deception has to be supernatural that the moment this took place, innocent men, women, children, infants, babies, slaughtered, people began to attack, not the people who attacked Israel, but Israel immediately began to attack them. How is this even possible? It is an antichrist deception that creeps in, that gives birth to anti-Semitism. And we're seeing it, here's the shocking thing, ladies and gentlemen, in the church, that there seems to be this, this fad within the church now to attack the nation of Israel and to attack those who stand with the nation of Israel. That's the Antichrist spirit. And you've got to notice it when it rises, and you've got to know how to deal with it. And we'll probably dive into that a little bit later. That's right. You know, we have an important election coming up here in 2024 in the United States of America. Truly, Pastor Jim's heart is for you as the viewer, you as the partner to go out and vote. If you have the ability mm -hmm. to go vote, please go exercise that fundamental yeah. right Amen. that we are given as Americans. You know, we are uh, in a crucial year for America, but uh, excuse me, I called, almost called you pastor. Bishop, Pastor Works. what do you think in 2024 our election is going to look like? Well, obviously, it's going to look like unlike anything we've ever seen. And I think it has to do with the civil um, 
war that was mentioned earlier. And I'm not saying that that's going to break out into a full-blown like we saw in the 1800s, but the division and the schism that's going to take place, I don't think... I think we're reaching a singularity moment. We, we talk about that often with artificial intelligence. In my book, I talk about the technological singularity. And what a singularity is, it's a reference to a black hole, that when you reach the edge of a black hole, you reach the edge of or the end of known natural laws. What happens beyond that transcends natural laws, so there's no way to predict what's going to happen. I think we're re reaching a political singularity in the United States, a cultural singularity, well, there's really no way to predict what is going to happen except for this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will forgive their sin and I will heal their lands. And I want everybody listening to pay very close attention to this. As we head into 24, it's important for believers to know that it's not about the donkey or the elephant, but about the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. It is not about Republican or about Democrat, but it is about the kingdom being advanced. Get your focus. As we see the rise in this Antichrist spirit, what most people don't realize is the Antichrist spirit is a political spirit. It's very deceptive, very alluring, and can easily trap you in the prison of two ideas. We're going to get you in this debate that gets you distracted from what he's actually doing. We see this all over the country, politically, culturally, where there'll be some sort of flare-up or some event that's happening over here that they're trying to get you to focus on, but what they're really doing is smuggling in their deception, their Antichrist agenda over here. So what do we do? We have to rise up and recognize that we're not Republicans or Democrats. We need to stand with those who stand for biblical values, but we are those who declare, thus saith the Lord. We are those who declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, and when we go to vote, the question is, not is this person a Holy Ghost-filled, fire-baptized believer. The question is, will they get out of my way and let me preach the gospel? We are well beyond, and I'm going to start preaching here in a second. We are well beyond debating over uh, life versus abortion, uh, traditional marriages for the LGBTQ. Now it is anti-civilization versus pro-human. Now it is free speech versus totalitarianism. The stakes are higher than they've ever been. That's been said with every election. It's never been more true than it is right now. And we need believers not to look for some messianic figure in politics, but to see Jesus as the only answer for what we're facing in America today. Amen. God, that is a good and timely word. Amen. You know, you're on the, the cutting edge of what is happening here in America, and you have a new book called Summoning the Demon. And I want to watch this book trailer. So let's, let's go ahead and take a look at this. If you believe we have crashed craft, as uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries, yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? He asked me point blank, have you read your Bible lately? And I said, well, sir, I think I know what it says. And he said, well, then you would know that these things are, are demonic. turns out that actually, yes, these things have been shot down and crashed, and the U.S. government has the wreckage. 
There's just no question that some of the reports seem to tell of the sort of thing that you find in poltergeist phenomena. I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning a demon. Now, Bishop, wow. I had the honor of being able to read this book cover to cover, and I was captivated the entire time. Now, Bishop, why did you title this book Summoning the Demon? Wow. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. I, I, I never thought that I would be this guy who's writing this book. I approached it. You know, any any good mystery needs to have a, skull, a scully and a molder, if you're familiar with the X-Files. There has to be the skeptic and there has to be the true believer. And I honestly approached this with kind of a scully mindset with, with a lot of skepticism. But I took everything back to the Word of God. And the reason why we call it Summoning the Demon is because Elon Musk was asked about artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, UFOs, the Antichrist all merged together. And I talk about that in the book. But he was asked about artificial intelligence. And he said, with AI, we are summoning the demon. And then he went on to talk about, you know, the movie where the guy draws a pentagram and he's summoning a demon thinking he can control it. And he said, that's not going to work out really well for him. He said, that's what we're doing with AI. We're, we're summoning this power without any idea what it is we're tapping into, thinking we can control it, and we can't. And so that's why the title of the book is Summoning the Demon, because I believe that we're, we're running full force into technology, into areas of spirituality that aren't positive, that aren't biblical. We're running full force into these aliens and UAP, UAPs and UFOs, and we have no idea what it is we're tapping into. And that's why the book is called Summoning the Demon, AI, Aliens, and the Antichrist. Wow. Amen. Nick, you said that subtitle is AI, Aliens, and the Antichrist. Now, Bishop, can you give us an overview of artificial intelligence and how it will be implemented in our daily lives? Well, and, and I get this all the time. People, Christians will say, they'll, they'll comment on something I say about AI on social media. And they said, I would never use AI. Well, I got bad news for you. You're already using AI. Artificial intelligence exists on a spectrum. If you're using Facebook, you're using artificial intelligence. In fact, your profile on Facebook, on X, on, on YouTube, that, that, that what we call the algorithm is actually an avatar that is created to mirror you and your personality so that they can curate content for you. So there's already an AI and an artificial intelligent version of you that is being created, and this is how they sell you things. This is how they manipulate the algorithm. And so when we're talking about artificial intelligence, it exists on a spectrum. However, what most people think of when we talk about that is we think about the Terminator 2 version of artificial intelligence or the 2001 A Space Odyssey, what are you doing, Dave, artificial intelligence. And what, we're, what that's referring to is artificial general intelligence or the technological singularity. This is when artificial intelligence breaks into a, some version of consciousness, depending on how that's defined, and now it is able to supersede in every way anything a human can do and is indistinguishable from human behavior. At that point in time, it can now create a more advanced version of itself that then creates a more advanced version of itself and so on and so on until we kind of go into oblivion. And there's a lot of warnings going on. Maybe we can talk about some of the warnings that have been given concerning this form of artificial intelligence. Some people say we'll have it by 2045. Some people say we'll have it by the next two years. The question is, what are we going to do in the meantime? And that's what we talk about in the book. Amen. It's truly a tremendous book. If you want to get this book, we now have it yes. available for you. 
That's on our right. website. Yes, we partnered with Nori Media, who is also Destiny Image. They are the publishers for this brand new book. It's available by going to our website, jimbakershow.com, or you can also call that toll-free number on the screen, 1-888-988-1588. I believe... Bishop, as I have begun to read this, I believe that this will be a bestseller. I think that the church should make it a bestseller, that it should not only stay within the windows of the church. I believe that we need to get this book out into the secular world to help non-believers understand the deception. But what you write here is really what we are dealing with every day, and it's happening more and more. Rick Renner, who is highly respected, we love Rick Renner, his family, his ministry, his boldness, his courageousness, but he has written the foreword of your book. And I just want to share really quickly to our audience, this is what Rick Renner has to say about Bishop Alan DiDio's brand new book. Just quickly, he says, Alan DiDio rightly declares that the road before us is laden with peril, but we are not to without, we are not without a compass or a guide because we have the word of God to guide us along the way. But then he goes a step further. And these are Rick's words. He says, Alan goes a step further, forging into some of the most important issues to confront us in the present and then times to come, including AI, artificial intelligence, genetic engineering, UFO-based religions, and the rise of the Antichrist, among many other issues. Through it all, Alan shows us what the correct Christian response should be. I love what he says here, Alan. What an amazing compliment for this book that he gave to you. He went on to say, I must honestly say that this book is so fabulous. I wish I had written it, but I did not. So So it is my amazing privilege to endorse it with the highest possible recommendation. That's Rick Renner, who is based out of Moscow, Russia. He has an amazing ministry, but this is a timely message. I believe that the church has to understand this. I know we have dived into this topic many times, but it's not a topic that many are discussing or are even willing to discuss as the church. But I believe that we are heading into a place where these have to come to the table. We have to come to the table as as families, as ministries, as individuals to understand this is a part of the end times that we are all, this is part of the journey. This is part of what we are incurring and walking through right now. And so I just want to encourage you Order the book today. We're going to go more in depth in it, but it's available right now. You can call that number on the screen, 1-888-988-1588. Let them know you want to order the brand new book, Summoning the Demon, AI, Aliens, and the Antichrist. Amen. This is truly a remarkable book. And then I believe what you said is absolutely true. This will be a bestseller because this needs to get into the hands of the church. And then it needs to get into the hands of everyone outside of the church. Because what I love that you do, Bishop, is you continuously point it back to God. Yes, there are all these things happening that are may provide uncertainties in people's life, but there is a firm foundation to continue to go back to. And I appreciate the fact that you continued over and over and over to do that. So thank you for that, Bishop. Yeah. Wow. Now, Bishop, in the beginning of the book, you had talked about something called the Manhattan Project. Now I have a question. Does this project relate to AI? Yeah. And by the way, how humbling is that? Thank you so much for sharing that and for saying that. I I received that. I, you know, I I didn't write it to be sensational. I, I wrote it because I found people going to extremes and these areas and kind of they become detached from 
the foundation of the Word of God into these new ideas, always seeking some kind of new thing. So the purpose of the book is to take all of these things and bring them back to the Word of God. And what is the answer that the Word of God gives us for these things? So it doesn't matter what your history is in this, whether you know much about it or not, you're going to enjoy reading this book and getting everything you need to know about these issues are right there in front of you. The Manhattan Project, as many people know, uh, with, the, with the release of the new movie, the Oppenheimer movie, was the development of the atomic bomb. Now, when this took place, the, uh, I believe it was uh, Albert Einstein said that if he had known what they were developing, he would have become a watchmaker instead, if he would have known the outcome of what was happening. The technology that took place of the atom bomb actually provide uh, pictures from the National Archives of the first bombs that were used in the book as well as some previously classified documents that will blow your mind. The atom bomb represented a paradigm shift. And as they were developing it, the scientists and the researchers were grappling with the moral implications of creating this weapon that could destroy tens upon tens of thousands of lives. And yet they knew the enemy was developing it so that if they didn't get there in time, then they would be destroyed by what the enemy was developing. I believe the Manhattan Project, and I go through all of the history of the Manhattan Project in the book and compare that now with the AI arms race that we're currently in. We know that artificial intelligence can cause bad things, can do bad things. In fact, 4,000 scientists who are developing AI, AI developers, were surveyed. And half of them said that they believed there's a 10% chance that AI could spell the end of civilization. Now, can you imagine getting on an airplane where half of the people who built that plane believed that there was a 10% chance that you weren't going to make it off that flight? That's what AI developers are saying. And yet at the same time, we know China and other nations and other nefarious organizations are developing this top technology. So we're in this AI arms race that cannot and will not be stopped. And so the question is the same questions they had during the development of the Manhattan Project. What do we do with this technology? How do we properly deploy it once we have it? And I believe that artificial intelligence will cause, has the potential to cause more damage than any atomic weapon that's ever been created. Wow. You know what I find interesting in your book, Bishop, and if you can elaborate a little bit on it, I'm going to quote you. You put the scripture, Daniel 12, 4, and you write, is Daniel predicting an explosion of knowledge? If so, we are sitting right in the middle of fulfillment of this prophecy. And you write, consider this. This is shocking. In the 1950s, knowledge was doubling every 20, 30 years. Today, knowledge is doubling every 15 months. Wow. Can, you exp- mm. can you elaborate a little bit more on that? What a startling prediction by Daniel in Daniel chapter 12 that there would be an explosion of knowledge. So we have to ask ourselves, Are we seeing it? Based on that stat, I think there's no question. In fact, some are saying that very, very soon knowledge will double every 12 hours, that we're approaching that right now, that knowledge is going to double every 12 hours. 80% of the scientists, now get this, and I think I I mentioned this in the book as well, 80% of the scientists who have ever existed in all of human history are alive right now at this moment. The average newspaper has more information in it on a Sunday morning than the average person living in the 17th century would get in their entire lives. Your smartphone, that device that you have, has more technology in it than the first space shuttle that was launched. And that was just, what, two generations ago. The question is, where is this taking us? 
So we're seeing an explosion of knowledge right now. We're seeing that explosion of knowledge. And what the development of AI is going to do, it's just going to take it to a whole nother level. And the problem is not whether or not we can do these things technologically, but whether or not we should do many of these things technologically. Technology is going to take us places that our morality is not prepared for, and we're going to be consumed by it. <laughs> we are going to be consumed by it. And I believe that. I said at the beginning of the show, I believe people will truly sell their freedoms for comfort. And I think that is how this is going to be positioned and so wildly accepted, Mondo. You know, when you talk about morality, the moral and the ethical decision that artificial intelligence is hasn't yet been fully developed yet. Mm -hmm. There are experts right now that are working hard every single day for quantum computers to be able to reach right. the human brain to understand how to make those ethical and moral decisions for you. This is the key. How does the church respond to this, Bishop? What is the key for the church? How do we respond to this technology? Because many people are going to be afraid, yet we can't run from it. Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, Google was originally started to create artificial intelligence. Google's first mission was to create this artificial intelligence that would be like the mind of God. And then we're supposed to believe that they just accidentally instead went into the area of search engine. No, no, no. All this time, the search engine, the collection of data and the collection of information, it's all been leading to this. They wanted to create the mind of God. In fact, their their slogan used to be, don't be evil. That was their slogan because of what they were building. Uh, recently in their board meetings, they removed that slogan from their vision statement, don't be evil. So that, I think that's fascinating. So what can the church do? Now, I don't want to give away everything because you got to get the book and get the details of everything that the church can do to accomplish um, to stand against this. But let me say this. Number one, we don't run from artificial intelligence. We run to it. We need to make sure we understand these algorithms. We need to make sure we understand these programs. We need to make sure that we're involved in the development of them. We need some Holy Ghost filled. Here's what I'm praying for and I'm calling for in Jesus' name. Listen, if you work for Google, if you work for OpenAI, if you work for any of these any of these companies, God might have you there for such a time as this so that you can smuggle in gospel algorithms so that when people are searching, they're going to learn how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They're going to learn how to give their lives to Jesus Christ because you are undercover in those places smuggling in gospel algorithms. How many of you will agree with me for gospel algorithms to be smuggled into these artificial intelligence programs? So that's key. That's crucial. You have to make sure that you're praying along those lines. And additionally, we have to practice digital Sabbaths. We have already been captivated. When people are thinking about artificial intelligence, again, they're thinking of a robot that's going to somehow overtake the world. What if it's subtly through its knowledge of human behavior, through the subconscious, and social media is already controlling our behavior? What if it can already manipulate elections by what we see on social media? This is the danger of it. And we can easily become addicted to social media and as a result be manipulated by it. How do we break that? Well, we practice digital Sabbaths. Make sure you take time away from your devices, away from screens, so that you can exercise authority over it. And one more tip that I'll give you, one more tip, and it is this. We have to prioritize in-person discipleship. We don't, we don't want to forfeit our evangelism on social media platforms. We need to do all of that. 
But this generation, very, very quickly, is going to become hungry for touch. They're going to need someone to hug them. They're going to need someone to love them and speak with them in person. And if we'll do that, we can be victors in this technological age. Amen. Amen. We just recently went through a, a pandemic, and I had talked with a friend. I had said it here on the Jim Baker Show. And I truly believe this. The goal of the pandemic wasn't necessarily to uh, harm and kill while that was something that happened of it. But I believe it was truly to isolate people so that you can say, hey, you know what? You can do church on your own at your own house. Just watch it online. You'll be good for the week. You're good. No, no, brothers and sisters, we cannot forego the coming together and assembling together as believers. We need that touch. We need to shake hands. We need to hug. We need to look each other in our eyes and be able to share uh, intimate things with each other. Believer, if you are watching solely online at church, I urge you right now, go get in a good Bible-believing church again. Go back to your church. Go back and see the man and woman of God standing there preaching the Word of God in front of you. Have a physical Bible with you. I encourage you, if you said, you know what, I've, I've enjoyed this lifestyle of being able to do church on my own, I want to tell you right now, the enemy loves nothing more than to try to isolate you, to try to tempt you into sin or into depression, into anxiety. So believer, get with other believers and allow them to help encourage you through these times. Now, I want to say this, in the era of unparalleled uh, technological advances, AI advanced as uh, artificial intelligence reshapes our world. Now, we are faced with an urgent, soul-stirring question. Mm -hmm. Is there a trace of artificial intelligence in biblical prophecy? Yeah, and that's the question, right? That's what we need to know. Is artificial intelligence in Bible prophecy? Well, we already saw in Daniel chapter number 12 an explosion of knowledge and men running to and fro. But when we go to Revelation chapter 13, it doesn't become more apparent than it does in Revelation 13, where the Bible says that the Antichrist will cause an image. He will have some image of the beast. This image means idol or automaton. This image will come alive according to Revelation chapter 13. He will have power to give life to this image and that it will speak. And the world's going to marvel at this. Well, a hundred years ago, imagine trying to figure out what that means. Yet today, we don't have to take any time to figure out what that means. Obviously, there's going to be some sort of artificial intelligence that the beast is going to breathe life into. And it's interesting What he says catches everyone's attention. He gives it the ability to speak. What are all these AI models? What do they specialize in? They're all language models. And we're all amazed at how they have the ability to speak. In fact, that's how how it's going to gain prominence. People are able to talk with these. If you've got got ChatGPT, you can turn it on and have a conversation with it and not even know that you're, you're, you're talking to an AI person. There's, there's an AI, there's an article for an AI chatbot that preaches in a German church. In fact, they had four AI preachers at this church. Look at how crowded it is. People lined up for hours to get into this church to hear AI preach to them. We're going over the edge. I think a lot of churches are going to go for this because they're tired of being hurt. They're tired of preachers failing them. And so they're going to find an AI chatbot that's going to preach for them. And the AI chatbot's not going to sin. Well, at least that they think. Uh, we're we're in we're in grave danger right now of losing our soul as a church, and we need to make sure that yes, we use AI wherever we can to preach the gospel. Well, we need to recognize the importance of the interpersonal relationships that God has called us yes. to. Amen. Amen. Revelation thirteen four says, "So they worship the dragon who gave the authority to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who is able to make war with him?'" 
Bishop, I want to ask you, who is able to make war against this beast system? Because I know you know who it is. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. In John chapter, 1 John chapter number 4 and verse 4, there's an interesting verse that we're all familiar with. It says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. But if you read the first three verses of that verse, you get some end time insight that's going to blow your mind. He's referring to who is he that's in the world. He's referring to the Antichrist spirit, that there is an entity in this earth right now that can contend with the Antichrist spirit. It is the Holy Spirit filled, fire baptized church of Jesus Christ. We don't need to bury our head in the sand. We don't need to say, oh, woe is me. I can't believe these dark times we're living in. We need to be thrilled and excited that we were called to be alive during this time. Like Esther, for such a time as this, we have an anointing. Every generation has a yoke that binds it, that constrains it. But every generation has an anointing that can destroy that yoke. We just have to make sure we're operating in the knowledge of God. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The only way the Antichrist can get authority over you is if you're not walking in the knowledge of God, if you're walking in ignorance. And that's why I've written Summoning the Demon, to impart to you the knowledge of God concerning these end-time issues so you can stand victoriously in this evil day. And all of us sense it, not only us in the church, but how many of you know that people in the world out there who are agnostic, even atheists, sense that there is some dark cloud, some evil that is present, they know that it's there. They're recognizing it. This book is going to help them identify exactly what it is. And I believe we're going to see many saved reading this book. Yeah. And I absolutely believe that we have the opportunity to share this book with you, Amen. our faithful partners. You can go to jimbakershow.com uh, and our affiliate page, Destiny Image. You yes, can get the book. Yes, that's right. Yes, absolutely. And you can also call our toll-free number here at Morningside. That number is 1-888-988-1588. We've partnered with Destiny Image, who is the publisher, to get the book directly into your homes. They'll ship it for you there as well. And so it's available right now. This is a must-read. You yes, want to devour is. this book. Take it. Devour it. This isn't a book that you just order and you put on the shelf. This is a book for you to take, to read, to understand. Because, you know, Ricky, we've had a lot of people even reach out to us here at Morningside and say, how do we tackle? How do we even understand? Because 50 years ago, this was unthinkable. There was no way that the That's human right. body, the human mind could ever be duplicated in this fashion, could ever be reached in this fashion. And so now we are standing here. It's at the door. We have to acknowledge that this is the world that we're living in. And then we have to also, then we have to find knowledge and say, Lord, who is speaking on this? Where do we go with the biblical prophetic and understand what are the principles, God, that you have already taught? There's no subject. And so this is what I want to say is in this book, these are some of the titles. We're not, we can't give it all away on the show, sorry, but here are some book. of the topics that Bishop is talking about. He's talking about AI and the Tower of Babel. That one caught Ooh, dad's I, I attention yesterday. He was like, what is that? I wonder what that means. I wonder what he's saying about yeah. that. The An overview of, of AI, UFOs in the Bible. Did you know that UFOs are in the Bible? Well, Bishop goes into that topic. That's right. The Project Blue Book, the, Sky, the Skin um, Walker Ranch, of yeah. course, the Sons of God, the Emergence of the Nephilim. And so those are just a couple of the chapters. There's many more in here for you. Call that toll-free number to place your order today. It's 1-888-988-1588. And, you know, I just had a fun idea. And, Bishop, I want to run this by you live on air if you don't mind. <laughs> What if and I, the studio audience, I want to get your opinion. What would you guys think if we did an AI aliens and antichrist 
type conference here at Morningside. That would be incredible. I think we need to do that. I Come think on. it's yeah. vital. We have so many important voices on the PTL television network that speak yeah. into this. But Bishop, hey, if we do this conference, we want we got to have you here. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. I'm there. I don't even need to preach. I would be All there. Right. I'd be there just to sit and receive. You know, you had mentioned a, a really great topic, and I was engulfed in this book. When I tell you, yes. I started to read, and I said, I don't want to put this down. I need to sleep. I ended up finishing it the next night. <laughs> but the AI and the Tower of Babel, without giving too much away, can you tell us where the comparison is? I'm, I so appreciate you saying that because I, I, I don't want to sensationalize anything, but I wanted the reader to have a good time reading it. Yeah, so yeah. I wrote it kind of like a thriller in many cases. And it was. Yeah, uh, it was and we're just kind of walking you through. It's real information, but we make it as interesting as possible. And when we're talking about AI and the Tower of Babel, it's very fascinating. The Tower of Babel, we see a characterize an Antichrist-typed character, the second prominent Antichrist character in the Bible. The first is Cain. The second is Nimrod. And it is believed by many from ancient Jewish texts that Nimrod was actively partnered with fallen angels, and he was developing advanced technology. This is interesting, but this is actually in ancient Jewish texts, ancient Jewish wisdom that they believed that he was developing an advanced technology and that Nimrod himself became kind of this transhuman, a modified human being, which is the reason why he was such a mighty hunter. In fact, he was a manhunter, a hunter of men and a cannibal, and all feared him. And many people think that he had this supernatural power because he was partnered with alien entities, these interdimensional beings, which are fallen angels. And that's how he was able to construct a tower. Of course, what was the goal of the tower? The goal of the tower was to reach to heaven to create a portal, a means of connection with the spirit realm. And God comes down in the midst of all of this. And I love the detail that we go to in the book. God comes down in the midst of all this and he has to stop it because when people are all speaking the same thing, anything they imagine is possible to them. The power of unity and words is extraordinary. And so God stops the advancement of this Antichrist agenda by breaking their speech and developing different languages. Now, what's happening with artificial intelligence today? It is breaking down those language barriers, whereas now I've been on mission trips where I've been able to use my phone and talk to it and the cab driver can understand in his language, then I can understand what the cab driver... So what's happening? The walls that were put up at Babel to stop the advancement of the Antichrist agenda are being torn down through artificial intelligence. And now we can all be one language and one speech again so the Antichrist can push his agenda forward to create portals for these demonic entities to begin to interact to a greater degree with the human race. And so that's, in a nutshell, the, the, the collaboration or the connection between the Tower of Babel and modern artificial intelligence technology. And when I tell you you need to get this book, you absolutely yeah. need to get it. This is going to be a book. Like you said, it wasn't sensationalized. It was written yeah. in a way that captivated, though. I will say this is an excellent read, and I encourage you, get it for yourself, but get it for your leader. Yeah. Get it for a, a, a small group home study that you have. Get it for your pastor. You can go to jimbakershow.com. It's Nori Media Group, Destiny Image. You can find the book there and get it, or you can call us on our toll-free number, which is one 988 1588. I believe this is truly a vital book yeah. for right now. Yeah. Now, Bishop, with just a few minutes left here on the broadcast today, we are going to have you back for a day two. We are excited about because I'm going to be honest with you, I think we got through about half of the questions today. So we're going to go <laughs> a little rapid fire on the next one. But what is that message of hope for the believer saying, well, the world just looks really dark right now. I'm alone yep. and I feel like nobody is uh, there with me. 
but I need a message of encouragement. Yeah, that is the message, that you are not alone and that you have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this, that all of the things that the Antichrist has been trying to accomplish and prop up in this earth pale in comparison to the work of Jesus Christ in the heart and the life of the believer. All of the myths and stories about extraterrestrials and what powers they possess, the real extraterrestrial are those who are born from above, that you have made a new creature. All old things passed away. All things are become new. And now this world is about to have a close encounter with you and the God who lives on the inside of you. I believe that this book is going to help you present the gospel to this generation in a way that you could have never possibly imagined and be the light that God's called you to be in the midst of the darkness. Praise God. Now, Bishop, we only have literally two minutes left, but there's a question that is burning on me. I believe that there's a viewer that is watching right now that needs to know this. Is how do we learn to identify the Antichrist spirit lurking in technology? The number one way, and if we've got two minutes left, here's here's the two-minute warning message. The number one way you identify it is being born again to the bone. You have to make sure that there's nothing between your soul and your Savior. And I'm talking to somebody right now who's allowed something to come up to separate you from your relationship with God. And I want to say this right now. There's a lot of things we talk about in the book to help you identify that. But this is the most important thing I could say right now. Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you made him the Lord of your life? Have you allowed your sins to be cleansed by the washing of his precious blood? Have you received the justification that comes through his resurrection? I want to encourage you. Now is the appointed time. Today is the day of salvation. You see how dark the world is out there. Don't wait another moment. Give your life to Jesus Christ right now. And all you have to do is say, Satan, you can't have me anymore. Jesus, I'm all yours. Take my life and use it for your glory. If you'll pray that prayer right now, I'm praying with you. There's a transition taking place. You have become the sheep of his pasture. He is your shepherd and a stranger you will not follow. Amen. Praise God. And that is the message for you, believer. We want to thank you, Bishop Allen, for being on. But you're going to be on with us again tomorrow for a day two. And we are so excited. So thank you for joining us. I want you, believer, watcher, and the person who is the partner to Pastor Jim Baker to know that you are truly loved by Pastor Jim Baker. He, every single day, calls us. I believe he probably calls all three of us and says, are you (laughs) taking care of the partners? And I hope that, you know, we are. So we want you to know how much we love you. Our family, thank you for the support that you are giving us here at Jim Baker's PTL Television Network. And never forget this, that God loves you. He really does. Bye, Dr. Today. If you want to see more content like this, like, share, and subscribe, or go to watchjimbakershow.com.